hey you. I want to share with you something that I genuinely think will transform your life and your business, to be honest. HDX is open from now until May 17 with a few special bonuses. Join before May 11 and get my eight-week Purpose and Abundance course completely free, which is $888 worth of value. And if you join before May 17, we're actually going to give you $999 off our upcoming Mexico retreat. I mean, how good a freaking deal is that? And if you join before May 17, then you'll be in time for two amazing bonus classes this month in HDX with my personal business consultant, Nikki Rowley. Now, this is the woman that has helped scale my business significantly in the last year or so, and I am sharing her with my HDX community. She'll be teaching on how to grow and scale for business and what strategies and structures will actually get you there. She will also host a bonus business Q&A, which means you can actually ask my consultant anything you want to ask her about growing and scaling your business. This is an opportunity that could transform your life and your business, so don't miss out. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Human Design Podcast with me, your host, Emma Dunwoody. I'm a qualified master coach and human behavior specialist, as well as being a qualified human design coach. And I work with clients every single day to answer the big questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? I also assist them to transition from the person they think they should be to the person they really are on the inside. I teach people how to actually live their design instead of just knowing it. And if this is something that you want to do too, well, stay tuned or reach out for private coaching or human design unpacks where I show you exactly how to live your design. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Human Design Podcast. There's someone I wanted to introduce you to. That is another one of our incredible uh, sponsors on the program, our Millions of Millionaires mission. That is to make sure that we do everything that we can to support entrepreneurs and small businesses so that they can create the business of their dreams. So the amazing Heather Ivany is here with me. Um, Many of you might have heard of Heather on our podcast. It was an awesome episode. Um, I probably should know the number off my top of my head, but I don't. Uh, I'm sure that's no surprise to you guys. So go check out the podcast. But Heather, welcome to the to the podcast again. Oh, I'm super excited to be back, Emma. Um, Yeah, we have so much fun when we get together, and you have such a brilliant audience. So it's an honor to be back in your company again. Oh, thank you. And you're absolutely right. I'm so grateful for my audience. I really am. They are such a beautiful bunch of humans. I'm really grateful. Now, when you actually, we did a session together, I know that your speciality, although you're a spiritual mentor, you have you know experience with yoga, you have experience with the Akashic Records, you have experience with energy healing. I'm sure there's there even Reiki in there. Like there's a list, there's a long list. And one of the things that I know now is a real speciality of yours is purpose. So how do you help people with their purpose? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> when we talk about purpose, there's sort of three main ways that I look at this. One is our, our, our soul has a timeline, right? And it's connected to higher dimensions in the all-knowing realm. 
And then our soul is also connected to our incarnated self. So it's got this connection to oneness and it's got this connection to individuality. So if someone really wants to work on their connection to consciousness and be fulfilled with their feeling connected to um, the bigger picture, then that's when I work with the Akashic Records with people. I show them how to read their own records. I show them how to read other people's records. And then you can even go into the Akashic Records of your business, current events, plants, animals, anything that has a consciousness has a record connection connected to it. And then if someone is more um, honing in on like, what is the purpose in this particular lifetime that I'm in? So their incarnated purpose, I work with a program called Unlocking You. It's also a three month long program, same as the Akashic training, but this one's designed specifically to help keep people from being distracted by the periphery, give them tools to hone into their midline, and then amplify their purpose and help them to fulfill it in this lifetime. Oh my goodness, that sounds so exciting, far out. And so what what do they learn? Are they they is it Akashic Records? What else do they learn in that program? Yeah, so the Unlocking You program. So what I've done with that one is I've taken sort of the 25 years of teaching yoga and I've taught multiple different types of teacher training programs. But what I did is I I pulled from the philosophy of the wisdom of, of these thousands of years of yoga and pulled out like what are the tools that everyone can benefit from if they want to be more connected to themselves. So we work with intention that is like more powerful than just um, an affirmation or wishful thinking. I show people how to really hone in on how to work with intention at certain times a day. So it's more amplified. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And then phrase it into like a positive I am statement because I am state, I am is the language of the universe and it's the language of present moments. So those two points bring us into um, a very amplified experience of intention. Mm. And then inevitably when someone's wanting to shift and change and transform, resistance is going to show up. So I show um, individuals how resistance is actually your ally and not your enemy and how to work with it to create opportunity and change. We create boundaries because most people have really strong boundaries with other people, but maybe not with themselves or they have it with the human dimension, but they don't have it with the energetic dimension. So we work with boundaries in those three ways. And then we also play with meditation in a form that is personalized to the individuals that I'm working with. Um, Because meditation can be for some people just walking barefoot in nature. And for others, it's like a 40 minute transcendent experience. So I just let it be very personalized. And then rest is the final element because we get so excited in this human form that we forget that it requires rest and cup filling and nourishment. So I work with Yoga Nidra to show people how to amplify the rest space. Wow. I love all of that. And as you were talking through, like so much of that resonates as well. You know, um, I love how you are making it sort of unique to the each individual that's part of the group. So can you share the sort of results that people are getting? I know that for me personally, when we had our session together, I was blown away. Like I was blown away at what you what was shared with me and what the results that I got is that instant, like, oh my God, I can trust this. I can really trust this subtle energy that I get this feeling, this knowing, you know, keep going. Um, so for me, it was really profound in that place. Are there other results that you might be able to share, some other stories? 
Yeah. So sticking with the Unlocking You program, um, oftentimes when people start to really hone in on themselves and their aligned purpose, they become more confident and courageous to make changes in their life. So I've had um, individuals go from one woman was an accountant that um, eventually moved into doing um, uh, becoming a doula for for palliative care which is beautiful. Yeah, wow. Uh, I've had individuals, one woman went, she's a clinical psychologist and she moved from um, working in sort of a a system-based employee situation to being able to branch out on her own and create her own private practice. And then in that, she offers Akashic sessions within her counseling session. So it gave her more freedom to express um, her healing energies in the way that she felt more authentic to herself. I love that. Um, So those are some of the results with the Unlocking You. And then what's most fun with the Akashic training is people get really nervous before it starts thinking, oh, what if I can't do this? Or what if I can't read someone else's records? Um, I've never had anyone go through that isn't able to read the records by the time we're done. And so that alone is mind blowing because a lot of people think when they're in sessions, healing sessions, they think that it's some sort of a gift that someone has that makes them able to be able to work with energy in the way that they do. And honestly, it's, it's a skill set that just needs to be honed in on and practiced Mm. and consistently practiced and it's curated and sort of pulled out from the individual and expressed. So I love those transformations. And then the third signature program that I have is called Sovereign Leadership. And this is working with um, the energetic realm to support the entrepreneur that wants to amplify their income. So I've seen people go from 5Xing to 10Xing their income per month, just working with that. Yeah. The resources that are around them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That sounds, I feel like I want to sign up to all of them. I, I, I'm just, I'm all in with, with you, Heather. You've been such, such an incredible person to work with. Um, I'm also like, I really want to have a session and let's look at my business's Akashic records. That sounds so exciting. So (laughs) how can people get in contact? Obviously we're going to put all the links in the show notes, but how can people find you? Yeah, the best way is just to go to my website. And it's simply my name, heatherivany.com. That's the easiest way. All of my programs are on the homepage there under the little tab offering. Um, Most of them start in September, end of September, early October. And they'll repeat in the new year as well if if it feels a little bit too rushed for anyone starting soon. Mm -hmm. Um, I also have a retreat in November um, in Cellulita. So this is for the individual that has done a lot of the growth work and just wants to be in the experience. So it's called Harmonize and it's working with nature. It's working with um, body movement, meditation, Akashic, fire ceremonies. You don't have to be an expert in any of them. You just have to have a willingness and a desire to want to attune and harmonize to your own heart song. So that's in November. And then the other way people can get in touch with me would be through Instagram. Um, And it's just my name, Heather underscore Ivany. So, yeah. Oh, amazing. Well, people, you have to go and check out all of these programs. The retreat sounds amazing too. I feel like I want to go on every single retreat that I speak to, like all the people in my world. I want to go there. I want to be on all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you, if this has lit your fire, if you're excited, if you're curious, if you're a little bit obsessed with Heather, like I am, go and check out the show notes and 
find the program that's going to suit you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Heather. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Human Design Podcast with me, Emma Dunwoody. And I am excited to introduce you to Alexandra Agresta, who has come to me through one of my dear friends. And well, in today's episode, we are talking all about speaking. You know that thing that you've probably been afraid of since you were a little kid? Well, at least that was my old story. And in my previous life in advertising, I would literally have to wear what I call a polo neck. So um, a a top or a woolen knit that literally had a long neck, like a skivvy or something like that to cover up the nervous rash that I would get when I went to do some public speaking or was presenting something to a client. So I know there are so many of you out there that feel that I don't know, that magic inside of you, that that desire to speak, yet you're also terrified of it. So today's episode will really help you understand how to unlock that power within you, which is so freaking exciting, right? Um, before I give you a little bit more information about Alex, I want to share something exciting about what's going on at HQ for us. A couple of cool things. Number one, Taylor's here. She's here with me. Oh my God, I should have had you over here, Taylor. Come over here and say hello to everybody. Hello. She's, yeah, she's a, she's a person of many words. Um, welcome. It was so lovely to have you here. Hi, everyone. It's so nice to talk to you from HQ. Yeah, mm-hmm. in sunny Byron Bay. Um, and yeah, we're going to keep her here. So um, you're going to hear more from her. <laughs> um, so what I want to share with you, another thing I want to share is that you know how I'm always banging on about these panels and how incredibly transformational they are? I mean, I get messages in uh, my inbox all the time after we've run one in HDX, which is our membership, in case you don't know what I'm talking about, that say, oh, my God, I watched it and I'm in tears. I've never felt so seen. You know, now I get myself so much more. They are so incredibly powerful. And, well, we're giving you access to all of them. Yeah, I know, I know. You're super super excited, you're super grateful. And you know what? We just want you to run your experiment, transform your life and access that greatness that you know is inside of you, but your mind is telling you that you don't know how to get the answers and you don't know how to access it and you don't know how to make the money and have the success and create the the lasting relationship and experience all the love. But you can. And these panels are going to help you. So all you have to do is follow the link in the show notes to the website and go and pick what you want to learn more about. Is it your type? Is it your authority? Is it your profile? And just to understand, please know that these panels are still happening every single month in HDX. So if you don't see what you're looking for there yet, hang in there because it will be there soon because we are running them um, all the time. I'm so excited. So excited. All right. Let me tell you a little bit more about my amazing guest. Alexandria Agresta is an international speaker, a TEDx speaker, and founder of Made for the Stage, where she helps business leaders and brands stand out, inspire action, and build a diehard following through the power of thought leadership. 
This has led Alexandria to becoming a pioneer in her space, pushing the boundaries of how we can speak in a way that moves the masses and use the stage to create true influence in the world. So get ready to play in the field of possibility and make some serious magic. Enjoy this episode. There are so many, like I'm listening back to this and taking notes because there are so many golden nuggets in here that you can literally take into play straight away. So enjoy the episode. Bye for now. Hey, hey, everyone. Oh my goodness. I am excited to share today's guest with you. Um, share an old friend, which is pretty cool. Um, so Alex Agresta or Alexandra Agresta, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited. I know we have a, a mutual friend, Jess Babaka, who's going to be so stoked to hear us jamming out together. So I'm just so excited to get down in some awesome conversation with you today. Yeah, I'm so um, excited to talk to you because we're going to talk about speaking. Um, and I think it's something I know in my you know, pre-human design uh, coaching business, I did a lot of work with people around public speaking Yours is more specifically TED Talks and that sort of speaking, but obviously speaking is speaking is speaking. Um, so I'm really excited to talk to you about it. But before we get into that, would you just introduce yourselves to people and share a little bit of your backstory, like how you got to where you are? And of course, please include the top line of your human design. So type, authority and profile, please. Absolutely. So I'll just, I'll get to that part. This way everyone can, you know, put that in their mind. So I'm a manifesting generator one, three, and I'm a sacral authority. Also, if anyone wants to know my right angle cross, I'm the right angle cross of the sleeping Phoenix. So I love it. Constantly burning things down. Things are reemerging. It's, it's pretty intense, but it's pretty awesome. (laughs) Isn't it cool that you two, so Jess is the, the vessel of love and you're the freaking Sphinx. That is so cool. Like the only two incarnation crosses that have all four gates in one center and they both have all four gates in the G center. So I kind of feel like that's a little bit destined. Why are you a one, three? And she's a what? What's her profile? I she is a four six. Four six. Yeah. So I was going to yeah. say, do you have the the um, harmonic profiles? But you don't. But still, that's cool. I'm geeking over yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. So uh, I'll I'll start with really where all this you know all this started. The, the one of the most common questions I get asked is, did you always know that you wanted to be a speaker? Right? Like, how did how did you get into this? And you know, I always joke my earliest memory is me walking around. I don't know if you have, if you watched the show when you were little in Australia, but in the States, I watched Barney and Baby Bop. So I had this little Barney and this little Baby Bop stuffed animal. I was marching around when I was four years old, <laughs> screaming that I wanted to be a CEO and a motivational speaker. Oh so God, I, love it. I know, I, I, I believe for all of us, it, our, our destiny, if you will, our journey, our path, whatever you want to call it, probably revealed itself very early on. Um, but maybe I agree. Not, or, you know, what Do you want to hear my story? I would love to. So really quickly, because I don't want to interrupt yeah. your story. No, you're good. When I was little, I used to hang out in the backyard with my best friend in their house that they were renovating, going through the dirt, pretending that we were children from outer space and trying to work out humans. Why do humans do what they do? I literally oh. do that today. So I'm there, with you. There you go. I mean, you know, our our path has 
has been uh, very prevalent. Even we can go back and find that early memory. So I love that, right? Like we're, we're doing the thing that we were destined to do. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I was, I always knew that this was my path. And uh, I remember, I think I was nine years old. I had this like sidewalk garage sale. My dad got me a cash register. I was hustling. So that was my entrepreneurship. And then I think I started doing the public speaking thing as early as eighth grade. I uh, tried out for student body president. I gave my little speech. So it's really just been, you know, all downhill from there. And I was the only one in college out of my friends that was doing public speaking. So I became, you know, the motivational friends. They're like, can you come talk to my group after school? Can you just motivate them and inspire them? I mean, right. Third line. I had no idea what the hell I was doing, but I was like, sure. Why not? Like, let me just play and experiment. Uh, So really my life has just been this great and beautiful unfolding. And I always would just take that next step wherever I was being pulled. I never feel like I had to make decisions of who I wanted to be. I just got to let my flow take me to where it wanted to go. Yeah. Uh, So I love that. And so well said being a sphinx, you know, like your life is so about direction, you know, direction for you, but direction for others as well. I want to ask about um, public speaking because I love what you said about how you just naturally went straight into it. And I know from my both my personal experience and my corporate experience, you know, this isn't something that comes naturally to people. I know for me, um, from school, from a very young age, I was terrified of public speaking, reading in front of the class or presenting something, um, even to the point when I got into my advertising career, I would wear every day, every time I had to go and present something to a client or, um, you know, the media or something like that, I would wear a, a like a polo neck, a long shirt so that the rash that the, would come up, no one could actually see. No one could you know? see it. Exactly. <laughs> and I'd wear something black and woolen so they couldn't see me sweat either you know like it was this real thing and then when I built my business um when I was working in corporate I'm like oh shit this is really normal um this is how people really feel and I I know for me my human design has been really powerful um where I found my voice was actually coaching coaching sport um initially um because I never thought for one second about myself I was always thinking about the horse, the rider, whatever was going on out there, it was not focused on myself, which is one of the real cues or clues that I've given clients over the years. Like if you're nervous, you're focusing on you. If you're not nervous, you're focusing on the audience. But I would love you to actually talk a little bit to that. So for those people out there that they do feel like maybe they've come to human design and they're like, yeah, I really want to be a speaker, but I'm terrified of it. Like how do they start to find their confidence? Yeah, I think that's a great question. So I always, on the different podcasts I'm on, I always, I'm a big empathy girl. I like to apply what I do, what I believe to your audience. So if we're thinking human design and speaking, right? The first word, how I, when I hear things, like a word will pop into my mind. And the word that's first, I want to parse this apart. The word conditioning is popping up. So the your conditioning will actually almost butt heads with your knowingness. Yeah. So I, I want to make that distinction for everyone. So the people that I work with specifically are the ones that have that knowingness in their bones, probably since they were a little nugget running around when they were three, four years old, this knowingness that 
it didn't, you know, it's probably not manifesting in your mind that I need to go be a public speaker, but it might sound something more like I have a story and I need to share it with the world. Yeah. Maybe, it, you know, it, it could sound something like that. For me, it sounded like I need to be in a stadium of people. And it's funny, whenever I get read by a medium, they always, I, I've been read by dozens. Jess, I'll always be a guinea pig for Jess when she was doing her mediumship work. So I've gotten read by so many people and they see stadium, stadium, stadium. So however that would manifest for you, if later on in life, you feel that confliction of like, I want to do this, but I'm scared or I'm nervous. It's likely just the conditioning of how you were brought up. Because how many times in our life in some way, shape or form, whether it was at home, at school, with our friends, with our siblings, that we were told, be quiet or shut up or you're too loud. So if we understand from a human design perspective, right? To me, human design is like deconditioning in its greatest Mm -hmm. form, right? And just getting back to what's true. We can parse apart, oh, wait, maybe I'm not as scared of the stage as I think I am. Maybe I'm not as nervous as I think I am, right? So let's get curious, number one, of is there any conditioning that has shaped that for you? And then part two, how I reframe it in my mind, and if anyone asks me this question is, I believe as a human being, we have a duty and responsibility as a human to share our trial and error, our story, our truth, our beliefs with the world. And if we don't, I truly firmly believe we are doing the world a disservice and we're also going to die with the music still inside of us. We're going to have a regret in some way, shape or form when we're on that deathbed. Yeah, I love that. I got goosebumps and it's so spot on. I think that's one of the things that um, we all need to understand is like the more nervous and scared we are, the more we're in fear. If we're in fear, then it's not true. If it's not true, then it's our conditioning or something like that. And I think that, you know, one of the things for me that I am so aware of in my corporate business when I was doing this all the time was like everyone would go back to that moment at school when they stood up in front of the class and either no one was listening or someone was making fun of them or they were being laughed at. And, you know, having that that um, defining moment just constantly embedded, embedded, embedded. Uh, so, yeah, I love what, love what you say. So when people have that, that thing inside of them and just how's, do you know what my other story? So every single time when I was a little kid, I um, would pretend that I was a singer. Like I just wanted to be a singer um, in the shower. I was always singing. And I actually look back and um, notice that as I got older, I would do this like from being little through into my teens. But by the time I got to my teens, I'd lost so much confidence that even in my imagination, even in my playful pretending to be a singer, I made myself the freaking backup singer, you know, I'm no. like, yes, yes. Like in my, in my own, like I, I never had any ambition. Like I thought I loved to sing, but my mum was always like, no, you're not very good. So I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Um, so I, I look back and go, oh my God, in my own dream, in the bloody shower that was just for me, I made myself the freaking backup singer. And that was like, no. Yeah. But I would love like how do people start to really connect in? You know, if it's that conditioning piece, they know they're in there, their story's in there, it's ready to come out. What are the little things that they can start to do to tap into it? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So 
here, here are some of the words to me that are associated with the stage and becoming this person of influence, right? The stage is just a platform. That's all it is, right? What does the stage help us do? It helps us drop into our truth, become this person of influence. So the words associated with that are courage, conviction, passion. So the first exercise that I always guide my clients through this, I want you to take yourself back to that moment when you're just like hanging around the kitchen table with your best friends, your family. Maybe you're, you know, drinking wine, you're getting a little boozy and you are just in heated conversation and you're banging your hands on the table about this thing that you believe so much in. That's, that's the first clue that that's likely the thing that you need to speak about, right? What's that thing that you feel is true that the world needs that no one else is saying? That's the, that's Mm. the thing. Like what's the gold through your life experience, especially for my fellow third lines out there, like yeah. both Emma and I are, yeah. what is your life experience that you've been through? You've been through the mud, you've been through the ringer, and you have stumbled upon gold. And you feel that the world doesn't quite know what this exact gold is, yeah. that you know is going to unlock the door for so many people. When you, here's the thing. If I guide you through that exercise, you'll know. Like, yeah. even if you're an emotional waver and you have to sleep on it, nope, you will know. And yeah. that's what we need to move forward with. That's your freaking message. Mm, I love that. I love that. And as you're speaking, I'm like, yeah, it's those moments for me that I don't actually think about it. Like, I don't think about it. We joke in, in the business, Taylor and I, um, or the whole team, we joke about the rant. Like, all of a sudden, someone will say something or ask me a question and boom, I'm away. Um, yeah. And it's something that I've actually, I've learned to trust and I can't plan it. I can't, you know, like one of my, I don't think fear is the words, but the, one of the the pieces that I don't really know how the, the dynamic will work as yet is that I'm at my best when I'm speaking off the cuff, when I'm in response. So one of my things, I do want to do a TED talk and it's really funny, like that you're booked in today, Justin said yesterday, um, Ted, you know, TEDx is coming to Byron um, and Amanda, who's my PR person, is like, we should get you on the TEDx stage. Um, So I'm like, right, I feel like there's a lot of external clues here. And straight away, the thing that comes up for me is, well, I can't write a inverted commas speech and then stick to it because it's like I have no passion. It's It becomes passionless. So first, first of all, when we're getting on stages like TEDx or you know, another one that's on my list, I'd love to be at A-Fest, um, which is Mind Valley stage. Like there's a lot of stages like that that I'd love to be on. Um, can we actually confidently get out on the stage and, you know, have bullet points or are there ways that we can get a more structured um, talk and still keep that passion of that in-the-moment responding energy? Amazing question. So the answer is yes, we can do both. I'm a big believer in the both. And anytime we're picking either or right structure or flow, this or that we're in balance. So to me, my my business partner, Thomas said this, and it always stuck. He said, you know, Al, my, my best friends, they call me Al (laughs) said, you know, Al, you know, we're all just a little bit, we're all just flow that need a little bit of structure. I was like, damn, that just, that hits. Yeah. I love it. It's just, I don't know. It just, it just hit me. Like we're all beautiful flow and we just need to 
maybe just be dialed in a little bit. So that's my approach. You know, naturally, how I teach and how I help craft messages and pull that out of you, it can't be linear. It can't be rigid or else the magic of it will be whisked away. Mm. So my approach for a TED talk, for a conference talk, heck, even podcasts, whatever, wherever you're going to be on that stage is what's that loose structure that's just going to keep your flow contained. Because here's the thing. I want you going off the cuff. I want you having that download on stage and taking the ball and running with it. But if you go on a rant and you're off here, you've lost the audience. So Mm. we want to hold space for that flow, that in the moment, right? I'll be on stage sometimes and something will literally come through. And I'm like, someone write that down. I've said this live on stage. I'm like, get a pen and paper, damn it. I've never said it in that way. So we want to hold space for the divine because speaking on stage is pure. It's just a pure act of, of the divine. Mm. But at the same time, we want to show up grounded in truth. We want to show up composed. We want to show up to really deliver that flow to someone, the audience that can actually take the ball and run with it themselves. That's how yeah. we can actually not just speak to speak, but speak to move the audience. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I love what you also just said. Like, um, do you know that all, I would say all our marketing now is exactly that. Like I will say something on a call and I'll be like, we need to write that down. We literally have a note that says, you know, um, things Emma said and we turn it into, because yeah, totally, totally resonate with that. Yeah, so, really quick, ahead. you can you can go through like so much footage of me at event, my my own events, other people's events, and we could probably pull out all the moments where I'm like, someone write that down. So I love that. I mean, that means you're spitting just truth, and you're a clear channel. Yeah, and uh, to bring that authenticity to the stage, people just they love that. And I'll have yeah. strangers like they're like, I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so one of the things I'm curious about, because I suppose the the old story I used to tell myself a lot about structure, I had a bad relationship with structure and I've learned how to balance good structure and um, potentially not so good structure. Um, you know, I, if I'm too dialed in, it doesn't work, but, you know, uh, but and the reason why I ask this is what I want or what I, the reason why I mentioned this is what I would love to know is like what are the simple structures that we do need to have in, in place? I love what you said to move the audience because, you know, in my, you know, years ago when I would be speaking, um, I would go through the details and even when I'm sort of running webinars or anything now, like I'll go through the details and it's almost like I'll rush through the details and then I'm just like all of a sudden in this free flow. Um, and over the years, I've worked out what works, but the moment I try to pin it down with my mind, it's like something shifts and changes. So I would love your advice. Like, what is the structure that we do need? And then the next question to that, maybe you can get after, get to it after it is like, um, and then how do we actually move? Like, what do we need to be delivering to an audience to move them? Amazing. So I'm, so I call this. This is my talk structure. I call it craft a talk that sells because it's a little fun play on sales because you're not really selling, directly selling something. You're indirectly selling you, your energy, your movement. And when you have these certain components, people will come up to you and go, who are you? I need what you have. And I don't even know what you have, right? So yeah. we want to flip sales on its head. 
Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to just share some of the components that I believe make a great structure that still keep you out of that, that gives you the structure you need, but keeps you out of your head and in your love heart. Love it. Right. This is something that I'm drilling into all of my TEDx speakers. I just had a TEDx mastermind for the chapter that I run. Right. And they get up here and I can, I can feel it. I see the message go up here. Right. And then when we drop down, it comes back here. So I'm just going to share some of the components that anyone can take and, and embed into a talk. Number one, I call this your power statement. You want to kick off a talk painting the vision of the world that you are creating. Right, Emma? I, I, know, I mean, I only know just, I only have scratched the surface with you. But from what I've seen on your Instagram, what, you know, when we had our connection call, I told Jess that I was like, I feel like I just like found, uh, I was like on a date with like a girlfriend. <laughs> I was like, that yeah. was our Zoom connection call. Yeah. Right? So what, what I can understand, what, what I've understood is you want to make this understanding about ourselves mainstream and accessible, right? As simple as like going to grab a cup of coffee. Yep. We can de- decondition ourselves and get to our truth in the same amount of time that we go drink a cup of coffee, right? Exactly. Like I'm just take, here. Take it, take away the mystery, take away it's only for some people. Nope, bullshit. Everyone can do this. Yeah. There it is, right? So what what we're constructing is this vision, this world that you are taking us to. So you want to get up on stage and you want to paint that vision. I call it the power statement because you get up the first 10 seconds. What comes out of your mouth is so powerful. You're so grounded in your truth. And you've painted this vision with one sentence that people go, yup, I want to be a part of that world. I'm hooked, right? This is the best question. How do you get people to pay attention to you? How do you hook people in the first 30 seconds? Well, you say a sentence that paints the vision of the world that they have been yearning to be a part of, yeah. right? So it starts with, I believe in a world. That's that's the that's the sentence that you want to craft. I believe oh in a world. You that. get up and you say that. And then the other component is you want to start with empathy. This is where I see so many speakers go wrong, especially the ones that like have lots of credibility and they got 400 books and all this shit. You don't want to get up and talk about you, right? People don't care about you until they know that you care about them. Yeah. So you want to start sharing your story from a place of deep understanding for what they're going through, right? You almost want to be a mirror to the audience. When, if you get up and just start saying me, 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 and you got to do this and you got to do that, they can't see a piece of themselves in you. So you want to drop to that deep, deep awareness and understanding of, I see you, I feel you, I know where you are. And I've been to the mountaintop walk with me. That's Mm -hmm. all the talk is a talk is I've been to the mountaintop. Do you want to grab my hand and walk with me? That's to mm-hmm. me a keynote talk, right? And it's oh my god, I love that. That like I am so form. excited. I would like to just go out and do that right now. I would yeah, yes, <laughs> right, <laughs> done, done. So we want to have that power statement, right? Painting that vision. Then we want to drop into we're not talking about us. We're talking about them, right? We're making the audience the hero of the talk. Yeah, and then from there. How I, we want to, right? Because Emma, you have so much wisdom. You have so much expertise. You have so much, so much that you could share. So the, the question that I get posed by a lot of clients is, well, what do I share, right? What, how do I choose? So this is where we want to pick the three most powerful and practical parts of your message and put them into a simple three-stepper, right? So Emma, this will be just, just enough structure to just keep you at one, two, three. And then you can just, 
You can yeah. just go wherever you want to go. I'm yeah. telling you the power of a three-stepper. Oh. It's it's a game changer. It's it the is three thing. It's magical. Something you in know? our brain. Something 100%. about threes. 100%. Yeah. Love that. So you you want to make your wisdom practical, right? Yep. Because when it's too ambiguous, when it's too aloof, and people can't, they don't feel like they could actually take that away and implement it, whether or not they're going to do it. If they don't feel that they could, you miss the mark. 100%. Right? So you you want to get that down to a three-stepper. And honestly, from there, you're turning yourself into a magnet live on stage. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. And I'm thinking about all of the the other speakers that I've been to see and who I really love. And, you know, they... I am one of those people and I've always been one of those people that I can't listen to someone just talking random shit, you know, like that right. if it's too high level, if it's too um, esoteric or whatever, I'm just like, mm, I'm out. Um, Me too. But I, I love that three step, you know, like just bringing people into um, a place where they can be like, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And I really think about all of the people that, that I love and that I've listened to and learned from over the years. It's totally that, that I can do that. I can do that. That's so cool. Exactly. And it keeps you in just enough structure where you don't feel like you're in your head. So you can go this way and this way, but you're still grounded in, in the practical. Cause I'm yeah. the same way. I'm very spiritual. Like I'm all, I, I, I wish I could literally just be like an astronaut flying in the cosmos 24 oh, seven. Right? Love that. I'm all about that. But we're a human being. We have a rational mind and we need to be able to grasp concepts if we're going to actually go take action. So we want to be in that. We want to be crafting messages and crafting talks that are in that beautiful sweet spot of spirit and form. And I've, I've I've had people thank me for how I've made such complex things simple. And I believe that we can all do that as, as thought leaders. We have that capability within us. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think one of the principles that I learned years ago, um, I think when I was training, you know, that to look for those people who can make things simple because they're the people who actually get it. They're the people who actually understand what they're talking about because simplicity is actually the hardest thing to achieve um, because to simplify something means you need to know what isn't important, what doesn't matter, um, as opposed to, you know, a lot of people, and I see this in the human design world all the time, like people are just adding, they're a whole lot more story, a whole lot more fluff, content, extra, that's so unnecessary. Um, yeah. yeah, so I love that. I love that. So what is the power? Like how, when we're speaking, like how is this adding to our brand? Like what is the the power of speaking and how is it going to support us to expand? And can everyone do it? Can everyone be a speaker or is it just, we should listen. Obviously I'm going to say to our strategy and authority, but um, what's your opinion on that? So I'm going to answer the second question first. Can everyone do it? Here's the thing. Like everyone can do it, right? Like we, we have a voice box, (laughs) We have life experience and there is a stage everywhere. I mean, your life is a stage, so we can do it. However, I'll pose you with, with this, that my business partner and I were like really hot on this right now. Like everyone can share thoughts, but not everyone can be a thought leader. Yeah. So that to me is the difference. So yes, anyone could do this, 
But to me, it's where does your intention lie? Yeah. Why are you right? It really comes down to why are you doing this? Right. Yeah. So if this is not speaking to you, <laughs> that's funny. I didn't yeah. even mean that. <laughs> I love it. If this isn't speaking to you, then it's probably not meant for you. Maybe, maybe that's just a right now thing. Maybe you revisit it, but there is something about that, that just knowing this, right. It's like, yeah. I just, I know, and I got to do it. even for you, Emma, like, you know, and, I know. I mean, we, we connected like six months ago. You're like, I know not the right timing, but when it is, I'll reach out to you. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you, you just know, and you got to honor that divine timing. Yeah. Right? I love so, that. I love that. And I just want to jump in because the reason I yeah. asked that question is for all those people out there in the personal development and entrepreneurial world where there's a coach or a strategist who's told you that you have to speak or you have to do anything, you freaking don't have to. Um, right. It's so important. And and I think that that's actually one of the things that that I see that isn't working as we live in this information age and this explosion of coaching is there's way too many coaches who are just doing what their coaches tell them to do as opposed to being passionate or lit up or, you know, genuinely having that knowing deep inside of them. Like, yes, we can all do it, but who wants to sit through that speech or that speech, you know, someone talking that is they're forcing themselves to do something that's not aligned. So I just want to give all of those people out there listening permission. Like if you don't feel lit up and excited about doing it um, and it could be an equal dose of scared shitless and excited like don't get me wrong um it's okay you don't have this isn't something you have to master but the one thing I would say is that as a person that was so terrified of any speaking if you have even an ounce of that knowing inside of you like please please follow it because yeah I definitely feel like whether it's the podcast, whether um, it's on a stage or anything in between, like I feel so alive when I'm speaking, when I'm in that flow state. Like it's not coming from my brain. It's coming through me. Um, And I just, I just love it. Do you have something to respond to on all that? Oh yeah, absolutely. So number one, if this is not vibing with you, like you do what feels true for you. And that's how I always position the work that I do. I can't tell you what's true for you. All I can tell you is what's true for me and what's worked. And if that feels good for you, great. We're going to make this, what's worked for me, work for you, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's why structure and flow, I think, is such a beautiful model if you are a coach. I think that's such a beautiful model because it gives people the, like this feeling, just relief that, oh, I don't have to do it exactly the way that you do it. I just get to pick out the parts right? That I like in that work. And then I get to make it my own. Right. And, and the second part, you you know, you said the word alive. I think that is the ultimate feeling that I believe when we are on stage, and this can go for many different gifts that human beings have in their life. But for, you know, for me, when I'm on stage, I feel that Gus, God, universe, spirit is just channeling through me. Like, you can yeah. become God on stage. And I don't mean that in an egoic way, a superficial way. You are, you can literally turn this mind off and have a straight, straight shot connection yeah. to the divine. It really is such a sacred spiritual practice. Mm. Uh, I've quite literally become the person that I am today and that I want to be. And I'm going to keep becoming the person that I want to be because I choose to keep walking up onto stage and be in that sacred space and be in that 
just bold confrontation with truth. That's what we're doing. We're almost facing our own mortality, right? Not physical mortality, but we're facing death of emotion, death of ego in that moment. And that's where, that's where we become the person. Oh my God. I love that. So good. And it's so <laughs> I knew you were going to like that. I was yeah. like, all right, we're going to get there because she's going to yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And it is, it's that power. It's the feeling of power, you know, like that yeah. statement for me, like I believe in a world where we all can connect to the power that lies within us, that we all believe that the truth, that we have our answers and we know how to get them. I believe in that world. That's the thing right. for me. And that's what you're talking about. And I think yeah. that, um, it's just, again, like I think the power of a good speaker is someone who can surrender to the moment. You know, like I've done all the work, I've done all the research, I've had the experiences, I've hired the coach, I've turned up, I'm standing on the stage and now, fuck it, I'm here. There's nothing that I can do. I'm going to have fun and play with it. And I think yeah. you can, you know, it's one of my favourite all-time speakers um, is and mentors and I just adore her. Favourite humans is a woman by the name of Francisca Asili. And everything she does is effortless and it's so, and and I'm sure it's not, but it looks effortless because the moment she's wherever she is in front of a room, in front of, on on a stage, and she's spoken on all the stages that I want to speak on. She's such an incredible entrepreneur. It's like, she's just boom in the moment. She's just there and allowing the universe to move through her. And I think that is a magical gift. And it's that thing that, like you said earlier, we all have it. Yeah, but it's it's whether or not we can decondition, let go of the fear, all of those things, and just let that that energy channel through us. So, oh my god, I love this. Um, I'm getting the tingles. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> so for me personally, I'm really curious about TED. You know, about getting onto yeah. a TED stage. Like, um, what is the process, and yeah. what do you have to like? Is it a really you have to abide? Because my impression is that there's sort of a lot of a lot of rules and structures and you have to abide by these sort of things. Like tell us a little bit about that TED experience. Yeah. So the first thing, and it's funny, I was just talking to my speaker coach team. So I uh, just to give background on, you know, how TED comes into play for me. So I uh, run the entire speaking coaching team for a chapter called TEDx Breckenridge. It's in Colorado in the States. Uh, so I was part of the founding team. I built out this whole incredible speaking coaching experience. We do a mastermind. I mean, it's it's game changing. They they come in thinking they're just going to give a TEDx talk. I'm like, psych! You're literally going to become the person you want to be. <laughs> and oh, they're like, I love wow, that. yeah, it's amazing. Um, and I've I've coached for other chapters. I've given a, a talk myself. Uh, I got another one in me, so I'm I'm going after my my second one probably next year. So love it. Lots of in the arena experience, I've seen the process. I've seen what gets rejected, what gets accepted, just the whole process. And the first thing, and I realized through my speaker coaches telling me this, this doesn't get highlighted enough. You have to be clear on why you're doing it in the first place. So if you're doing it just to go viral, just for those vanity metrics, hey, that might happen, but likely if, if your heart's not in the place of, I want to do this to get my message out to as many human beings as possible. And if it just so happens that it goes viral, hell yeah. Right. That's much different than yeah. I just want this to go viral. I just want to get views. I just want to get clicks. Yeah. I've just seen through experience that those speakers don't go as far because they're not really in it for those deeper, um, 
you know, more intentional reasons. I love that. And I think that that's a really important thing to hear, you know, like if you, you have to be, you know, it keep, I keep thinking of Brené Brown, you know, you yes. have to be in the freaking arena. You have to be willing yeah. to be vulnerable, willing to, you know, one of the things for me when you say that instantly I respond and, and you know, my mission is to take human design mainstream. And I know that it's my mission because as much as I'm passionate about it and I'm passionate to talk about it here on this podcast and I'm passionate to talk about it on podcasts that are in my world, I want to vomit just a little bit thinking about speaking on like TEDx or some of these bigger stages that aren't just personal development or spirituality, um, right. which for me often is a clue that that's the thing I need to do because yeah. it's like getting me out of my comfort zone. So I think that that's really, really important. Like do it because I know for me, and again, I'm a line free like you, it's a much, it's a lot about having the experience about being able to be there um, to prove, because I sort of see myself through this frame of I'm I'm an ordinary person. I'm just like everybody else. So every experience I have, I'm kind of like, see, we can do this. We can do this. <laughs> Me too. I'm yeah. like, you can do this too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I love that. And I feel like I've just um, jumped in. So please take us back to. You're good. Take us back to. So step one is feel that that really deep passion. Yeah. Little MGs just responding to each other. I love them. Uh, So that's number one, right? I, I, I want you to do this for a deeper reason in your heart. So find that reason and all the business success. That's when that success will come. Second thing, this is huge. This is like the gold. So if go grab a pen and paper and write this down, you have to apply with a big idea, not an inspirational story. So I, I go through all, I'm not on the speaker selection committee because that would be a direct conflict with me being the speaker coach because I might know people and I don't want any bias. But when everything is said and done, I go back and look at the applications. I'm like, all right, what were we dealing with out of these 200 applications? right? So I can't count how many times I'm going through these and it's me, 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 I, 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 I've been through my pain. I've turned it into purpose, victim, victor, all that stuff is great in the personal development world. TEDx does not care about that. They care about that to a degree. They want to hear the pain that you've been through, how you transformed it, but they want to know that you pulled out a powerful concept that can then be applied to the rest of the world. So this is how I define a big idea. I don't, I don't, I, I never really found an exact definition on the TED website. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to create a definition myself. So this Love is my it. own definition. Uh, the way I explain a big idea is it's a disruptive concept that has the potential to completely shift the way we see and do things, right? Mm-hmm. You want to go to the TEDx stage with this idea that's just going to disrupt our current mental models. We're going to go, huh, I never thought of it that way. Huh, I never looked at it that way. That's a successful TEDx talk. Mm. So if your application is just riddled with me, 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 I, 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 you're, you're not, you just don't even waste your time. Look at your story and your pain and your trials and tribulations and ask yourself, what's that one compelling idea? that you could pull out and say in on the bathroom floor, when I had $3 in my bank account, I found this gold. That's what TEDx wants. That's the thing that their whole brand stands for. So that that's, that's the, the, the meat and potatoes 
that if you don't know exactly what that is, you're likely going to need someone that can pull that out of you and help to construct that big idea. Oh my God. I love that. I know what my big idea is. I'll talk to you that about that offline. I reckon it makes me want to vomit just a little bit. Um, (laughs) That means you got to do it. Yeah. It's your time. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. I love it. Good. Okay. So I love, and I love that as well, because I know for me, I mean, I'm not a huge social media person anyway, but I will roll my eyes in, you know, a split second as soon as I see people going, well, I did this and I did that. And I'm a freaking three, five, like yeah. a lot of my journey is about experience uh, sharing my experiences, but I cannot stand this new, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, you know, world that we live in. Um, right. This, this is all about me. I, this, I, that. So I think it's so beautiful that we see the TEDx stage is like, yeah, we love your stories and we want to hear your stories. But it's the big idea. It's that idea, that that um, that pivotal moment, that um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? That catalytic idea yes. that changed your life, that it can change other people's lives. And I think that that is freaking gold. And I think if we're all focusing on that, like we're going to make cool. a better world, right? That's what I'm saying. So let me let me. I just want to I want to bring this down for everyone. Please. I make I want to make it gritty. I'm going to use me as an example. So here's what my TEDx talk sounds like. Me talking from me, me, me. I experienced a bunch of things in my life and I realized in order to be the person I wanted to be, I had to take courageous action. Like, eh, like maybe you could meet, I say courage, be who you want to be. Like maybe that'll get the job done, eh, but it's not that compelling, right? So that's inspirational story vibes. Here's how I put it into a big idea. Things don't take time. They take courage. Mm. What if time was just a witness? What if it had nothing to do with us becoming the person that we wanted to be? What if courage is the catalyst in doing remarkable things in record-breaking time? See the difference? Oh my God, I love it. I love it. I got goosebumps from head to toe. And meanwhile... Francisca yes. that I was just telling you about, she wrote a book called The Courage Map. You should so check it out. It's oh, I got to check that out. Freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, I love Big that. difference. Yes. Big difference. And yeah. like, I'm in. I'm like, I'm in. Right. You're like, I, what things don't take time to take courage? Like, tell me all the things. And then what you do, this is where the masterful part comes in. You share the big idea first, and then you just use your personal stories to back up that big idea. Right. So you're not taking yourself out. What I'm not saying is to just take you out of it. Right. You are the vessel. You are the conduit of the message of the big idea. But to your point, people don't care about you until they know that you care about them. So talk about something that you can, that the audience can see a piece of themselves in you and relate to them. And the way that I like to see it is you and I, me and the audience are one and the same. I'm just a couple of steps ahead. I've just had this one thing figured out. Right. And I, I get to be down here with them, but yeah. I also get to be that expert, that thought leader, that, that person that's been to the mountaintop. And if you approach it from that, ooh, the people are going to fall in love with you. Yeah. I love that. And I, I, again, like that's been humility has always been something that I'm really drawn to. You know, like yeah. I even think about the, the people that I love, like a Bruce Lipton or Greg Braden. Um, 
you know, um, I'm trying to think of the women, like even I suppose, um, well, there's plenty of them. I, I yeah. hate when I can't think of the women. Uh, um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that humility, humility piece is so important, you know, like yeah. your life is all about you. However, you know, it's about how you connect, support, serve, do all of those sort of things. So I think that there's yeah. there's that nuance that's so incredibly important. I love that. I, I always say the more human you are, the more influence you gain. Wait, we, we want to have influence, especially as entrepreneurs. What do we want? We want to get people's attention and we want to inspire them to do shit. That's yeah. what we call influence mushed up into a package, yeah. right? And I realized that as I became more and more human and I just let go of this giant boulder of pressure and expectation that I was choosing to hold like a crazy person, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be raw and real and I'm going to meet others exactly where I'm at. I noticed my influence just go, yeah. more and more people were listening to me, more and more people trusted me. So this, this facade that honestly, it's like, it's freaking social media, right? Yeah. It, it, it's taught us this, we have to manipulate and be this certain person when all people are craving is that you're just a human being yeah. just like them. And you can give that to them as a thought leader. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. Oh, I want to go out and do all of it tomorrow. Right okay? now. So let's just, <laughs> let's just work that shit out. Um, done. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, is there, is there much structure or can you, with, with TEDx, can you, and I mean, this is a completely selfish question because if I don't ask you now, I'll ask you later. Um, when we do start preparing, like, let's say we actually get a big idea, um, approved and we get a slot, like, what are the rules? Like, what do we have to stick to? Yeah. That, so you're saying once you get selected, once yeah, you get the yes. The typical yeah. line three question, right? And I yeah. have actions in, um, I yeah. think it's my motivation. So I'm so action oriented. I love it. Okay, perfect. So we got the yes, we're in, you know, we're in the chapter. You do have to keep in mind, uh, TEDx is volunteer based. So unfortunately, there's not as much consistency and congruence across chapters that I would like to see. But that I'm taking on that project myself. Like I want to take what I've built at my chapter and bring it to all the chapters. So oh, I love that. Your girl, your girl's working on that consistency, that congruency across the process. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, what you can expect, uh, hopefully the chapter you get selected for has some type of speaking coaching program. So you'll be paired with someone that can give you advice, can give you feedback, you can practice with them. And they do, there are some guidelines of what. I don't want you to think of it as what you can and cannot say, uh, but here's a great example. Ted doesn't want someone getting up on stage and going on a political rant, right? Mm. That's that's not probably going to be useful for, for many. So there are guidelines of just things that they want you to be mindful of or stray away from. You know, this is not a political platform. This is not a religious platform. It's not about getting up and preaching a belief to someone and trying to convince them to go that way. It's about spreading. It's ideas worth spreading, right? To get us thinking differently. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we equip that. I mean, it's on the TED website. You could check it out. It's like their content guidelines is what it's called. So there's just certain things to, to stay attuned to. But other than that, once you're in, likely you'll get paired with someone, you're crafting, you're practicing. And then day of you, you go there and you get on the big red dot and you freaking do it. And it's awesome. And it's a oh lot my of God, fun. I love it. I love <laughs> yeah. it. Oh my God. It yeah. sounds so exciting. It sounds so exciting. Is. It now, is. 
People don't have to be aiming for the TEDx stage to work with you, though, do they? No, that's, I mean, that's only one of the many, many, many different types of stages that I help my peeps to get on. Yeah. Yeah. And you run your own program, don't you? Your own event. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I love the stage so much that I help people get on stage. I speak on stage and I've created my own stage. I mean, it's funny. Jess has told me, I think this part is in my gene keys. Uh, I have this whole thing that I see life as a stage. I was like, well, there you go. Oh I mean, my God. I love it's uncanny. It. It's uncanny. So yeah, I, I'm in, I mean, I'd say my business model is 100% the stage, right? I'm yeah. starting a podcast. I'm speaking on other people's podcasts, other people's events, hosting my own events. So to me, actually, I wanted to circle back to a question that we kind of, we veered from. Yeah, go You said, you know, what does the stage do for you, right? What, what, what does it do for you? Especially, at, you know, if we have a lot of coaches, entrepreneurs, I believe in this noisy, overcrowded world where there's there's a lot of stuff being hurled our way. Mm. I believe the stage is the last standing place of true influence, mm. right? Like Emma, think about your podcast. Mm. You're crushing it. This is yeah. your stage. Yeah. And look, look how many downloads you've gotten. Look how many amazing clients that you've attracted, partnerships you've built. You are you have massive influence in your community, and now your girl's going to help you bust out of that little bubble that you've created. And we're going to get you in other bubbles, right? Yeah. Yeah. So to me, the stage, if you want influence over people and you want to use that influence as a force for good and have impact in the world, to me, there's just logically, practically speaking, there is no other place than doubling down on a stage model and becoming that thought leader in your pond of people, right? So it helps you stand out from the crowd, right? You you are speaking this powerful message that people are gravitating towards. You're speaking a message that moves people to action, right? We want to get people to do stuff. And then the deepest thing that the stage does is at the same time as you building your business, you're building your legacy at the same time. Yeah. Right. We often think that legacy comes later, right? Legacy planning. I'm going to start doing all these things later on in life. I want to start building my legacy now with every action I take, right? Why am I going to wait till later? So as you're growing your business, you're growing your legacy at the same time, and you're doing something that you're going to be remembered for. Yeah. If there's something better than that, please email me and let me know. I'm open, but I have not found anything thus far that gives me all of that. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Oh my God. I love it. And I totally agree. I just think that the power of whatever stage it is, it just, I don't know, it just gives you the freedom to be you. Um, but also it just gives you that opportunity to, I don't know. I just, I love it. I, I just totally agree with you. I think it is that last place where we're not either discombobulated or overrun by, you know, right. thousands of different voices and opinions and and that sort of thing. I love that. Exactly. Wow. Oh my God. So much. We've oh covered so, so, so much. Is there I anything know. else, anything else um, other than we'll get to, I want you to share how people can work with you and, and that yeah. sort of thing as well, but is there anything else that you want to add or respond to? I would just, I'm going to, bring it back full circle of where we started, wherever you're at in your journey. I just want you to think if you listen to this and you're like, 
freaking out like Emma and I are. We 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 probably want to like reach through the Zoom and like hug each other from the yeah. US to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Right. I, I don't want you to immediately go, oh my God, I don't know what my message is. I gotta hire someone. Like just don't even think about that. I just want you to close your eyes, get attuned to your heart, right? Get down to that truth that's in your feet, right? That grounded root. What what is that thing? And then the next thing is just go share that with someone. Even if it's with your partner it, it, privately at home, right? We can be the thought leader we want to be right now. It's not as far out in the distance as we think it is. All it takes, I mean, talk about things don't take time, they take courage. All it takes is putting our little courage cap on, accessing the wisdom that lies in our heart and just getting it out of our freaking mouth. Yeah. So whether it's you just saying it to your a loved one, whether you journal it out, whether you post it on social media, I don't care, but it's important that we get into the practice of this. So we just know how it feels in our body. And then if you want to freaking supercharge it and like make this a whole thing, then that's when you go do all the things. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. Mm. And that's exactly my experience, you know, exactly my experience. I literally just started banging on about personal development to Justin, my husband. Like that's how it all started. Um, He was your first, he was your audience of one. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. I love it. Thank you, Alex, so much for being here. I've loved, loved, loved having you. So where do people find you? Let them know your socials or um, has the podcast started yet or not yet? Not yet. It's going to be launching soon. So my whole movement is called Made for the Stage. So check me out. I'll obviously um, have all all the links, all the links. So go check it out. Uh, if you are feeling that pull specifically to the TEDx stage, you'll see a, a a link around that. I have an amazing free training. I was actually going to say, we might as well put that in the show notes too. So everyone can yeah, that would be jam awesome. it out on. Yeah. It's so good. I give you like the whole shebang oh, um, and make sure to connect with me. I'm actually going to be moving a lot of my uh, posting and efforts to LinkedIn and Instagram. So make sure to connect with me there. We have the podcast. I'm going to have a weekly newsletter and it's just going to be all about being in service to incredible humans that want to unleash their inner thought leader. They want to be that person on the front lines that's speaking a message that sparks a movement. So if you're feeling all the feels, I would love to welcome you into my sphere, into my orbit and uh, just sprinkling you with all the stage magic. Oh my God. It's so good. And being typical me, something else, I just have to ask you one other thing. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I think we see so much in social media in the world right now is people just having to have an opinion that is controversial or, you know, like saying things to get attention. Mm. What is the difference between like what is the, I'm not even sure what I want to get at, but the piece for me is everything that I've heard you talk about and as I've heard you speak, you know, running it through my own body and experience, it's like it's this fundamental difference between speaking for the sake of speaking, having an opinion just to be heard, and what you said about that big idea piece. Like this is where we connect to our truth. And what I think is really fascinating with my journey is For those of you that know all the story, like when I first came to human design, I didn't want to tell anybody. I thought everyone was going to think God's weird, you know, like I didn't even tell my clients that, well, I did because I had to ask for their time of birth, but that was a whole story of itself, right? Um, So 
in your opinion and in your experience, like what is the difference between all these people that are out there? Because there's people out there, and I don't want to name anyone, but they're people and they they grow these huge followings and movements, but there's something in um in you know out of congruence for me. So I just love to hear your opinion on that. Like getting to the bottom of, because my experience is the thing that I had to share with the world. My ego was like, you're not taking that woo-woo shit out to the world, sister. And, you know, yeah. my, my design was like, uh-huh, yes, you are. Um, I just love to hear your opinion in that difference in this world where we've got so many people screaming from the rooftops about what they think or believe, but it feels like it's coming more from a place of wanting attention as opposed to actually having this beautiful message that's inside of you that has to be shared in this lifetime does that make sense it's not even a question and you're a generator type so it's might be too big no not at all yeah I mean I mean the answer is in the question right it's so that's part one and then yeah I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take you to that place I'm I'm glad you you know you you wrapped it around here because um really why I do this is I'm sick of the divide I'm sick of people saying things that perpetuate our different our differences. I'm sick of people saying divisive things. I'm sick of people going on soapboxes just to be seen and just to get attention. I see I have a deep connection to words and language. I firmly believe that it is our words that can shape our entire reality. Right? Imagine imagine a child being told you can do it and you can do anything. And a child being told you're worthless, you can do nothing. It quite literally shapes two different realities. Yeah. Right. So to me, I'm getting tingles just saying this. I want to create this world where we speak messages that go beyond right and wrong. And we go to what I call the field of possibility, where we're stepping out of judgment and into curiosity, right? We're using our language to get curious. And most importantly, we are speaking a message that invites everyone to the table, even those we disagree with. That's how we create true change in the world, right? This is another thing. I see people yapping. We got to do better. We got to do better. I'm like, great. I agree. How are we going to back it up? Right? Because all I see is we have to do better, but I'm still seeing everyone stuck in right versus wrong. And it's, it's debilitating. Do you know how we create real change? We invite the enemy to the table. We invite them to rise with us, right? Yeah. So if that's our that if that's our intention, people are gonna feel that. People yeah. are gonna feel that you're literally not doing this for you. You're not doing this for attention. You're not doing this to be seen. You are doing this because you you feel like you freaking hurled your soul to earth to be a conduit of a yeah. message that is so much bigger than uh, we're we're like a little ant, right? We're like a little dot on this earth, right? And if you come from that place, people are going to feel it and they are going to be, they're going to feel so compelled and gravitate your towards you so much. And you, you are going to really use influence as a force for good, yeah. right? That's the thing we're using in, we're using influence as a toy and it's, it, it, it hurts me, right? Yeah. When influence is the most, that's power. Yeah. And and I really believe that it's the words that we say that can shift our entire world with one talk. Oh my God, I love that. Oh my God. And I wish I had mm. your design in front of me right now because you are speaking 
my absolute truth, yeah. you know, like that is gate 37 right there. Like as a kid, when I was asked, like, what do you want? All I want is everyone to get along. That's all I want. Mm. You know, I just want everyone. And that's still to this day, it's this underpinning, like, I just want everyone to get along. And I believe we can, because when we accept that we are all completely unique and different, um, and at the same time, everything that you see in that person you don't like is in you, we are all the same, you know, and I couldn't agree with you more. I love that. And what a beautiful place to end. So mm. thank you so much, Alex. It's been such a great conversation. Yay. And um, thanks, everyone, so much for being here and listening. I trust you got what you needed from today's episode. And um, thanks again, Alex. Thanks again, listeners. And I'll see you all next time or hear you all next time. No, I won't. I'll just have you all next time on the podcast. We'll Bye see you on the stage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> thanks. Bye for thank now. You. Thanks everyone for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.